Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. This was the day that a two-decade-long nightmare began. On 11th of September 2001, thousands lost sons, daughters, mothers, fathers, lovers, friends. And from then on, many, many more would die. In fact, the equivalent death toll of at least 309 11s directly caused by the violence of the 20 years that followed. 38 million people would be displaced from their homes, from Somalia to the Philippines. This was a calamity that would cost the United States alone around $8 trillion dollars. A catastrophe that failed on its own terms and succeeded only on unleashing misery, torture, attacks on freedoms and human rights, economic ruin, mutilation, death and yet more terror on a mass scale. This was the so-called War on Terror. Days after Al-Qaeda terrorists committed their atrocity, transforming passenger jets into missiles for an intentionally grotesque and terrifying television spectacle, President George W. Bush first declared there'd be a war on terror. Our war on terror begins with Al-Qaeda, but it does not end there. If eliminating terrorism was the aim, it was a catastrophic failure. On average, more than twice as many were killed by terrorism across the world in the 16 years after the war on terror was declared compared to the 16 years preceding it. The suffering caused by the Western-led wars of the last 20 years needs to be remembered. It largely is not, because most of the victims are brown-skinned. They're not Westerners, and their lives are accordingly deemed to have little worth. Although most of the 9-11 hijackers were from Saudi Arabia, a staunch US ally at the absolute epicentre of international terrorism, Afghanistan was the first target. The Taliban fell quickly and total victory was declared. But as celebrated author Anand Gopal put it, corrupt Afghan politicians and warlords exploited a desire for the US occupiers to eliminate bad guys by falsely claiming their opponents were Taliban supporters. Massacres, mass arrests, house raids and torture followed. Pro-government forces recruited children as soldiers while the Afghan local police, a 30,000-strong pro-government militia mobilised by the United States, murdered civilians, committed fraud and engaged in theft, rape, kidnapping, drug trafficking and extortion. The CIA-backed Coast Protection Force oversaw similar human rights abuses. Their victims ranged from 14-year-old boys to 60-year-old tribal elders. As Human Rights Watch put it, a central myth was that the Afghan strongmen, warlords and commanders the US chose as allies to oust the Taliban could help to provide security and stability despite their records of abuses. The opposite proved to be the case. From the very beginning, anti-Taliban forces attacked villages, raped women, summarily executed civilians and stole livestock and land. 
Afghan detention centres were packed with prisoners who were beaten, suffocated and subjected to electric shocks. According to the International Criminal Court, the US Armed Forces and CIA may have committed war crimes by torturing detainees. Gopal tells me there were dozens of Abu Ghraibs in Afghanistan that went unreported. Airstrikes killed thousands of civilians and were followed by what Human Rights Watch describes as poor investigations and infrequent condolence payments. According to UN data, over the past five years, 40% of all civilian casualties from airstrikes were children. Between 2017 and 2020, the civilian death toll from Western bombs surged by more than 300%. When, on the eve of the official US withdrawal, a US airstrike killed 10 members of a single family in a drone strike, it summed up the horror of the last two decades. All this misery and death, and the Taliban achieved total victory after 20 years of occupation and war, with even more dominance and control in Afghanistan than before the war had started. Iraq was the next target after Afghanistan, invaded on a false pretext of non-existent weapons of mass destruction and fictional lies with Al-Qaeda. The scale of the horror is almost impossible to absorb. Hundreds of thousands died in the years of bloodshed that followed. One in 25 Iraqis were displaced from their homes. There are now 9.2 million Iraqis who are either internally displaced or refugees in foreign countries. Half of the country's doctors fled Iraq in the aftermath of the invasion. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Western atrocities were multiple. These are just some examples. The US tortured and committed war crimes against detainees at Abu Ghraib, including rape, sodomy and murder. In 2005, US soldiers massacred 24 civilians in Haditha, including women, children and a man in a wheelchair. In 2007, US soldiers laughed as they murdered Iraqi civilians in Baghdad from a helicopter. The city of Fallujah was almost entirely destroyed in a conflict which had begun after US forces massacred protesters at the start of the war, while white phosphorus, a chemical weapon which melts flesh to the bone, was deployed. The war unleashed barbaric sectarian violence, in which both Shiite and Sunni Iraqis were slaughtered. 
Al-Qaeda did not have a presence before the war, but Iraq now became its playground, with car bombs and other terror attacks ravaging the country. It was soon replaced by an even more fanatical terror group, ISIS, which swept across Mosul and much of the north of the country before eventually collapsing, but not after mass death and destruction. With Iraq becoming a de facto client state of traditional Western foe Iran, the US was defeated after incalculable misery. Then there's the drone strikes. In 2010, Barack Obama joked about using drone strikes against the Jonas Brothers if they came near his daughters. But uh, boys don't get any ideas. I have two words for you. Predator drones. You will never see it coming. It revealed a perverse contempt for human life. In Yemen, Pakistan, Afghanistan and Somalia, hundreds of innocent civilians have been killed by US drone strikes. The interventions under the banner of the war on terror are far from the only Western horrors of the last two decades. The war in Libya turned the country into a failed state, where, as the pro-war Atlantic Council put it, citizens are poorer, in greater peril, and experience as much or more political repression in parts of the country compared to Gaddafi's rule. Sub-Saharan migrants are sold at slave markets. According to one UN official, the impact of the violence unleashed by this war had left an incalculable impact on civilians, with around 900,000, around one in eight Libyans, requiring humanitarian assistance. Again, like Iraq, ISIS gained a foothold in the country. In 2019, years after the war began, civilian casualties surged by 131%, with hundreds killed or injured by airstrikes. The West has armed and backed its Saudi ally to the teeth, too, as it has obliterated Yemen, reducing it to the world's worst humanitarian crisis. Over 100,000 have been killed. Around a third of the airstrikes carried out by the Saudi-led coalition hit civilian targets, like civilian homes, hospitals, schools, weddings, farms, mosques, bridges and water wells. In one atrocity, dozens of children in a school bus on their way back from a picnic were slaughtered by a US-supplied bomb. Over 20 million Yemenis need food assistance, more than anywhere else on earth, and 80% don't know where their next meal is coming from, while over three and a half million are internally displaced. According to a study by Brown University, over 929,000 people have died in the post-9-11 wars due to direct war violence, and several times as many due to the reverberating effects of war. In other words, millions of people died. We can never know how many more were injured and traumatised. At least 15,000 Americans died in these horrors, the equivalent of five 9-11s. Civil liberties and human rights have been attacked and undermined from the West to the global South. Hatred against Muslims has risen. But what is there to show for it in the killing fields of Iraq and Afghanistan? And yet still the architects of this war are revered as statesmen, as respected public figures, endlessly relied upon to offer yet more wisdom, even as the carnage they unleashed continues to slaughter innocent people every single day, including at this very moment. No accountability, no justice, because the lives of their victims are deemed to have little worth. 
Without justice, there will never be peace, because sooner or later, the drums of war will beat again, the critics will be ridiculed and sidelined, and the bombs and bullets will fire once more. It will never end until we say it stops.